ending the disaster declaration, talking about the opioid crisis and election reform, all part of today's Conversations with Clint with State Representative Andrew Lewis. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you for being here. You are in Dolphin County, the 105th Legislative District. Absolutely. Right, right here. Near, and you've been on this show before, right? Absolutely, I have. Thanks for having me on again. Well, it's good to be with you. It's, it's great to be able to talk with you. Thanks for your service and your dedication to this country and, and Pennsylvania here. But you have been a true leader when it comes to uh, eliminating the disaster declaration. Folks, we have been talking about this for over a year. I was talking with somebody. It looks like a year ago we voted this the first time. Yeah. Yep. And we, we voted to put it on the, the ballot here this past primary um, for the constitutional amendment. Yes. We talked about that yep, um, at the time. And here we are full circle. The people voted yep. for it. We actually took that action today in the House of Representatives. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, and I would note, uh, for those of you watching, we just came off the House floor about 20 minutes ago where we yeah. voted the full termination of the disaster declaration of emergency. And, and to your point, we've been trying to restore freedom in Pennsylvania for over a year now. We've been trying to collaborate with the governor's office, not have this kind of unilateral hostile takeover of the entire economy by one person. And that, that's been key. So the goal was to restore freedom, to ensure that the people's voices are always heard in government and in Harrisburg. And today we finally accomplished that. It took a constitutional amendment, two consecutive sessions, a popular vote on May 18th, a vote in the House, a vote in the Senate with an amendment, a concurrence vote in the House, but it's completely terminated as of today. And uh, I look forward to now working to bring those voices to Harrisburg every single day. That's right. And literally, this is hot off the press. We literally yeah. just voted this, folks. And we walked right down here uh, to be able to, to, to put this out and to talk about it and explain what it is, what it yeah. isn't. And some of the concerns that people have had were the regulations. You know, we, we want to repeal a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, government overreach and regulations. Yep. And a lot of regulations were uh, halted in the midst of this disaster declaration. A lot of people were concerned that some of these regulations would all of a sudden be turned back on, you know, on or off, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Um, so we actually ran a bill um, at the same time to be able to allow some of those things that have been very helpful um, in the midst. And this just goes to show that the House can really work yeah quickly and yep. in, in an in efficient way to make sure that we protect people's rights and protect the things that need to be protected while also making sure that we're not operating under a disaster. Talk a little bit about some of those regulations. I know one of the ones that, that a lot of people were concerned about was telemedicine. Absolutely. So just to kind of um, lay this out, so the governor, through his emergency power, had suspended a number of regulations. Now, House Republicans have been trying to enact regulatory reform and cut red tape for years. Right. And so we, we're actually happy to see, finally, okay, some of these unnecessary regulations are being suspended, and in this relaxed regulatory environment, we're seeing things like telemedicine are allowed to take place. Some retiring doctors that came back to practice medicine were able to do that. There were a, a litany, actually a total of 498, roughly, regulations that were suspended uh, as part of the governor's emergency power. And so our goal was in fully terminating the disaster declaration, com completely terminating it, ensuring simultaneously that some of these regulations that were suspended didn't immediately go back into effect and disrupt the lives of Pennsylvanians. Folks who had already scheduled a telemedicine appointment right. two months from now wouldn't suddenly have that disrupted. And so we enacted that through our authority as a legislature via statute, which is how this is supposed to be done, through a law, through legislation, not through a fiat or a, a, a unilateral order or decree. So we did this the right way and ensured that we would not disrupt the lives of Pennsylvanians in, in the midst of this kind of 
unique regulatory environment yeah. while simultaneously shutting down the entire disaster declaration. And that extension goes uh, to September 30th, and I think mm -hmm. that's important for people to realize. Now, yep. it also has an, an effect, though, that if the governor would like to, like work search requirements, if the governor wanted to, he could go ahead and reinstitute those right away, because that's one of those that has been, you know, has been removed, right. but he could go ahead and do that right. in, in the positive. Yeah, he, he has that flexibility right. to still make good decisions, thankfully. Right. Uh, and on, on the work search requirements, my understanding is those have already uh, been re reinstituted uh, for, for uh, unemployment compensation benefits, if that's what you're it's talking It's coming about. up in, okay. in July. So, they're, so it's been reinstituted to go into effect in July. Right. Um, and so we're going to see that, which we need to. The work, the entire, um, the, the labor force out there in the job market is, is, is hot. Where a lot oh, of man. businesses are looking for for workers, and we need to make sure that we stop these uh, a lot of these um, basically extra payments because the jobs are out there. Let's get our workers working again and and uh, continue yeah. on. And it's not that COVID has gone away. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not right. eliminated right. completely. Right. We know that it's the it's the really the urgency of a disaster declaration right. is what has gone away. We, we realize that we need to take this seriously still, yeah. mm -hmm. um, but it is our job as legislators to be the voice of the people uh, down yeah. here and doing it. So that's what we're doing, and it, and it was a busy week down yeah, here. Yeah, it was a really busy week. But it was week. an extra day. We got an extra day. We were down here yeah. Thursday voting, and some of the things, there were some words that were used in the debate um, that were frustrating. Mm -hmm. We heard terms like political theater, yeah. um, yep. really that this isn't going to do anything. It surely does something, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, some of the folks on the other side of the aisle were kind of making this argument that, hey, this is just for show, this doesn't do anything, but this does quite a bit. What it does, in terminating the disaster declaration, we've removed the power that the governor had to use these emergency powers to, to shut people's businesses down, to enact stay-at-home orders, to do a lot of these things that he could have previously done at any given moment's notice right. based on case counts or whatever. He he could have jumped in and enacted these decrees again. Well, we took that away. Uh, moving forward, we're going to approach this ongoing uh, COVID crisis. We're going to approach it collaboratively with yeah. both the legislature and the governor's office. It's no longer going to be a unilateral decision-making process from one person. Just like Speaker Cutler spoke about, he came yeah. down off the roster and then spoke about, Rashman spoke about this. It was yes. really exciting to hear him talk about and reminisce of the task force that yeah. we tried to start. We tried to do a task Remember force. Remember that? Yeah, absolutely. And yep. that would have yeah. um, brought that checks and balances. And this is working together. We did it in the in with the vaccines. Yeah. And man, it just improved that so much. We we tried to do that in the yeah. whole COVID world, yeah. you know, a year ago. As soon as the COVID pandemic really started to take off, the legislature sprang into action. And we enacted, a, to your point, yeah. that legislative task force, the joint intergovernmental task force. The governor vetoed it. Yeah. So had we, to your point, had we had this in place all along, we'd be so much better off right now than we than we, than we we are. And now we'll, we need to work together. And we that's do. the goal of the legislature, yep. to work across all branches of government to make sure that things are moving in a seamless way and that's our goal responsible governance that's for right. sure yeah and and we, to your point it was a very busy session this week we had a <laughs> lot going on and um i think you if i'm not mistaken you had a bill that you were able to advance this week yeah what yeah. was so tell, we did tell us a little bit about yeah that we bill. did the opioid task force bill um this has to do with ways that we can better help mom and baby when it comes to a baby uh, that has mm. been uh, affected by drug abuse while mm -hmm. in the womb. Mm. Um, this is the personal story I shared about it on the floor of the house. 
um, with little Asa, and and he's actually coming down to the Capitol oh, here cool. in a couple of weeks. I'll, oh, awesome. I'll, in, I'll introduce him to you. Yeah, um, for sure. But um, it's it's really been um, a project over a number of years. When when this project was started by Representative Watson a number of years ago, mm -hmm. those those children that were affected then are now in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. um, so it was good to see it. It's, it's the most momentum this bill has had. Um, it's over in the Senate now, um, but it, it establishes a task force that really can study and bring about meaningful changes that we, policy changes that we need to be making here yeah. in Pennsylvania to make sure that we're helping these, in the, in these infants and the moms mm -hmm. and the whole family unit when it comes to helping them get healthy because of drug abuse. That's true. And it's, it's, it's really exciting to get through. It was, mm. it was a special project uh, to, to work on. I appreciate your support. I had a unanimous vote and, and to see it. So we're working over in the Senate. If, if folks are watching this and you want to talk to your senator, um, please reach out to them. It's House Bill 253. Super important. It'd be really great to get a vote. Yeah, and, to, and just to the folks in your district watching, just to kind of put this in perspective, getting a vote, getting a bill through is a huge achievement it, it, because you've got to draft it, introduce it, get it out of committee, which is a, a feat in and of itself, then get it to the floor, get it on the calendar and ensure that it passes on the floor, not just once, but it goes over for three considerations. And then on third consideration, we vote. So folks in your district should know you're working hard, getting great things done. That's a huge achievement to get a bill through. Well, I think it goes back to the emergency declaration yeah. piece. There is an emergency declaration for the opioid crisis mm -hmm. that's been in effect yeah. for yeah. multiple years. Yep and the governor keeps renewing it. In the past, when we've worked on this bill, yeah. it's really been shot down by the administration saying, we got this. Mm. No, we don't need any mm. help. We're good to go. <laughs> and and that never works out It, well. it never works yeah. out. And then when they talk about the opioid crisis, they never talk about the infants. Mm. And there's been thousands of them here in the yeah. Commonwealth that have been affected. So, um, so it's, it's interesting they didn't oppose it this time. Mm. And they, I think we're starting to see where some of these legislative task force can be really Absolutely. helpful. Yep, when we sure. work together, we can bring about yeah. meaningful change. And yeah. so maybe maybe this is one of those areas that the governor is ready to, to work with us on yep. this very specific issue. Uh, it would be really wonderful to see. But it's it's also budget season. We're, we're, yeah. we're working on the budget, folks. Yes. Please know it's June. We're working on it. It's, it is quite a complicated process. Every budget has a personality. This budget has a unique personality because we do have a lot of federal dollars that come that have come to the, right. the Commonwealth, as well as a lot of revenue because a lot of people received additional funds uh, this right. year so that the spending is up, uh, sales tax is up, but we're looking at a lot of the other numbers to see when this bubble is going to pop. So please know, folks, we're working on that. But election reform is also a yeah. top priority this month. It really is. We're, we're working, so uh, just for the viewers, Clint and I both serve on the state government committee. And so we're working on a, a comprehensive election integrity uh, bill uh, that will make it easy to vote, but impossible to cheat. It'll make yeah. it hard to cheat. Um, and so that's the whole goal of this. It's a, it's a, mass, it's, it's a massive undertaking because we're trying to restore um, security and integrity to the entire electoral process across Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And it's been kind of found out, we, we had a series of hearings in the state government committee to really dig in and get to the bottom of election issues. And we heard from folks from both parties. This was a bipartisan undertaking to figure out how can we objectively approach our election process, our voting processes, and make sure that they are completely, uh, they're secure, that it's easy to vote for every eligible voter. At the same time, it's not easy to cheat for those who would want to. Yeah, it has been quite a process going yeah. through all those hearings, yep. the bill and working on that and bringing about this meaningful change that we're, ta that we're talking about for this. Um, I, the one thing that I think people need to realize mm -hmm. is, you know, we, 
we would love to get everything that we want in mm -hmm. the bill, but we ultimately need something to be signed by the governor. Right. Um, so we have to work and negotiate through this process um, because there are a lot of things that we need to, to take seriously, the changes that, that our counties are asking for um, right. and other uh, officials really need to see happen to make this a very secure process. And uh, uh, the one thing that, that's very interesting in the whole process is the auditing piece of it right. and making sure that we're auditing our elections in, yeah. a, in a, a way that actually works and, and yeah. proves that things are taken seriously. So, uh, folks, you'll be hearing a lot more about election integrity yes. over the next uh, week or so. Well, that's it for today's conversations with Clint. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks, uh, Representative Lewis, for joining us today. If there are any state-related issues that we can help you with in either of our offices, please, please reach out. That's what we're here to do. We're here to help you and serve and make your voice known right here at your Pennsylvania State Capitol.